drop. Welcome to the eavesdrop. Hey, everybody. My name is Brett Battistain. I'm the host of this program. Uh, thanks for listening. If, <laughs> if you don't know uh, this podcast, I have an open invitation to essentially the world, I guess, but mostly just people in my my circle of uh, friends. Uh uh, where I just say when I'm recording and people stop by or people record a podcast with me beforehand and then they just stick around. <laughs> uh, couple, the, peop, the Those chuckles that you hear are from uh, my my good pals, uh, Tucker Petrell. Hi, Tucker. Hi. And uh, Dylan Haas. Hey, don't call me your friend. Okay, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, your invitee to guest ratio is shitty. Yeah, I mean, I put... The I whole kinda, world was invited yeah, to this. Yeah, and just a couple <laughs> of us Wide showed net. <laughs> wide, wide net. Um, I, I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks for thanks for sticking around for a little bit. Nobody else seems to have showed mm, up. What the uh-huh. fuck is wrong with all of you guys? That's not an... un. Uh, uh, unco- I don't know how to get people on the show i see your posts sometimes mm-hmm. in time and then i'm something happens yeah but i always kind of want to yeah and then i or I, th- I see it after the fact i'm like shit i think that's the story with a lot of people yeah. and maybe i just have to start sending texts <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, dude, I don't know i ben guess Affleck, i could put an alert on your ben affleck and i Facebook are almost page. exactly <laughs> <laughs> We're what, almost ben the Affleck exact same. We're almost the exact same age. He was born like f- uh, a week after me. This is that. just a good conversation starter. Yeah. What <laughs> did you guys? What did you guys? Did you guys see? I'm trying to find out apropos about apropos nothing. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at Ben Affleck's information while we're we're doing this little opening here. Did you guys see that New York Times piece on Ben Affleck? No. Oh, I just saw it pop up when I typed his name. Oh, okay. It's like that whole thing of oh, him, like. I think the headline of it's like a you know like an op-ed. Well, because he's got that new movie coming out where he's an alcoholic. Yes, or where he's a recovering. He, wasn't a, he, he is a alcoholic. recovering alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that I feel a, a special kinship with him because I can see it. Like when I saw the ad for that movie, yeah. Like there's certain shots of his sure. face, where I'm like, oh fuck, I feel everything that he's feeling right oh, there. Oh well, but, so actually, this is this is. I think I've heard a quote from that article, actually. But, yes, yeah. because I, I, I actually want to get your take on this specifically. It, okay. It's unfortunate that you haven't read it, but I I think the headline is something like, uh, Ben Affleck tried to mask his pain with Oh, yeah, alcohol. that's what it says right here. Ben Affleck and, suffered breakdown on set while portraying alcoholic who apologized to wife. In this the, is different. Nope, sorry, you're right. So the headline of the New York Times article is, Ben Affleck tried... Hiding his pain with masking his pain with alcohol. Now he's trying honesty. Oh God! And it's this <sighs> whole thing about him, kind of like, you know, coming forward with like all of his like personal demons and stuff like that. And oh yeah, Ben Affleck tried to drink away the pain. Now he's trying honesty. Yes. The title. Yeah. Okay. And, and it, I appreciate what he's what he's doing or what the article is doing. I I appreciate people coming like coming forward and being like yeah. uh, like you know like facing their demons and stuff like that but it also seems to be kind of like a trend now in Hollywood where uh, when someone's an asshole oh they're I like saying. they're like I'm an alcoholic and now I'm going to like divulge a bunch like um I'm going to like be I, transparent or the something thing is he's been pretty upfront about that for like over a decade now like this isn't a new thing for ben affleck right like even his character in argo is a, is a recovering alcoholic right like he's he's been layering it into everything that he's the primary part of for as long as he's had that creative control like it's he's putting it out there in a subtle way even in the town he's an alcoholic mm-hmm. he's a he's a recovering alcoholic well right? like I, so i don't know i i get what you're saying is like i don't know that is he a public asshole or is, I mean, I don't, as far as I can tell, everything that's popped up in the, in, in tabloid stuff about him over the last 15 to 20 years has been almost directly related to him relapsing or something related directly to his addiction. And it's not like he's walking around with he's general had, destruction. He's just, he's a fucking alcoholic who's 
that's I mean it's not a surprise when an alcoholic does shitty alcoholic things because that's mm-hmm. just what what shitty alcoholics do sure so um the I reason I'm asking you is because you host a podcast on the variety right so you're, right well and I I do like it. that's part of why I was just saying like I didn't even realize like he and I, I were nine days apart right like literally we've been on the planet for the exact same we've mm. experienced the exact same world well, okay <laughs> yeah. we've been walking yeah. around on the same world at the same time let's put it that way uh, <laughs> um, parallels it's, it's, your lives. it's almost identical you <laughs> and your ended. friend me and jennifer Oscar. garner <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god that actually makes me sad that those guys were my age literally when that was happening <laughs> um oh, yeah. um but uh, what uh, is there? Other people that you're seeing this happening with? Because I don't, I don't. I, I don't mean, I, I feel like I am kind of sensitive to that happening as well. But I don't, I don't feel like that is a general thing. So I don't, huh. I don't. I think like it's not so much people like. <laughs> at, like you Are know. you talking about somebody in in Boise who's a little bit more directly related to our circle? No, or, okay. not necessarily. I think like Bradley Cooper. Uh, did he? I didn't. I wasn't aware that he was leaning into any of yeah, that. Yeah, and I then that. I don't huh. know. I think I feel I like there's kind of like a trend, a trend towards like recovery. But I think, not, but I don't think that's new. I think if you go back okay. and pay any attention to Hollywood, from Hollywood becoming a place mm-hmm. that that where starlets well, I, and but and, I think and, it, and famous people hang out, that's always been there. But what I especially th- from like the '50s forward. But what I think kind of rubs me the wrong way is that like the like that new york times article seems to be part of like this pr campaign mm. to get ben affleck into people's good graces in order to promote this movie i can see that although i again i'm not sure why he's not why he's out of their graces like other than destroying batman which who gives a fuck what has he done to not be in people's good graces right like to me that yeah. that that title of that whatever that is article or editorial reads like somebody just trying to sensationalize a standard recovery story, right? Like mm-hmm. trying to like using booze or alcohol to mask your feelings and hide from the world. That's what everybody's that's doing. What that's the point. And then <laughs> trying to use honesty now, like that's recovery, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to be honest with everything, right? It's not even program. I mean, the program is built around that, but it's just general recovery. Right. Like nobody who's got a healthy post addiction or or post use story or narrative doesn't recognize that in themselves is like now i'm having to face this stuff and the only way to face this stuff is to be honest and so having a title of that is like yeah he's just telling a story That's, yeah what are you gonna say tucker uh i think i have a hard time dealing with um celebrity uh celebrity in general mm. yeah and our kind of fascination with celebrity Mm -hmm. and our treatment of famous people Mm -hmm. and how we all kind of have this uh, proprietary thing about like, we we tend to think we know a lot more about them than we do. Yeah. I feel like, especially like those things, like, like an article like that, I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, hopefully done with the best of intentions and yeah, I didn't to read it. help people to be like, Oh, maybe you have a problem too. And maybe this is, you know, here's someone that we've put on a pedestal as a society for some reason yeah. because of his work and what he does. And maybe that can be a, a catalyst to help people say, okay, you know, at, at best, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think and if what... it's a cynical thing, then, you know, but also I'm like, we don't know. Like, these people are still human beings. Yeah. That have that's the whole thing. lives that we don't understand. And, and I, and <laughs> you know I will, what I mean? like, and I'll we admit, don't know what I'll admit are. to like marking a little bit more about Ben Affleck in general, since I've realized that he's an alcoholic who like, and then when I look at him through that, I'm like, Oh, he is struggling. Right. Like if you mm-hmm. look at him through the last few years, there was like an, scene or something that showed up in Twitter and people talking about it where Jennifer Garner was dropping him off somewhere and it was like salacious because they're exes. But I mean, the idea that you're friends with your ex and like, he's the father of one of their kids, right? Like they have kids together. It's not unreasonable that she'd be like concerned about this person that she loved and probably still loves. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she's dropping him off. Like (laughs) it looked to me like somebody had like a TMZ person had caught him being dropped off at rehab and that's gross right like oh yeah the poor motherfucker and then everybody and, else like they're getting back together and, that's direct, <laughs> yeah. and that goes direct to the idea of celebrity like the, the yeah there's still people right. trying to make it and yeah. if anything trying to get you know part of 
the, the second letter is an anonymity, right? Like you have zero anonymity. So you, right. you don't get that grace of being able to just be someone in a room that nobody has any fucking idea about and isn't thinking twice about if you're not saying anything, right? Mm-hmm. Celebrities just don't get that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one aspect of celebrity that like, well, also as a normal person where you're like, yeah, I have sympathy for that. Cause you're, you're, fucked if you're trying to just yeah. be like I just want to be normal and be left alone for a little while mm-hmm. um, but also um, talking about like people um, trying to rehab their images mm. and stuff like that I also feel like there's kind of a, a trap going on <laughs> where it's like it's like oh you've been shitty yeah that I think that's shitty, what you're getting at too right and you've done right. shitty things and then we want I don't know what we want I'm like, as a, as a culture, I'm not sure what we're asking of them. Are we asking them to disappear yeah, forever no. or are we offering them a way? Yeah. What's to, the, what, to, what to do grace, you do? A yeah. way to, you know, sit, redeem themselves when it, as a human being. Oh boy. This is, this feels like we're scratching yeah, the surface like, of something that can get real, real heavy, right? Like real, real hard yeah. to, to, to parse out. Cause I, I have had similar thoughts over the last few years of like, right. What are you supposed to do? Uh, how are you supposed to respond to things in a way that brings you back into, I guess, graces with people? I mean, I, and, and even if that career is over, is there still, are we still, I just feel like we've lost a lot of our, um, because it's very easy when it's someone we don't know, but we think we have an idea of them because of we, they've been in our lives in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And we have some, like people are really quick to mob out lately and just be like, destroy this person's life. And I'm like, I don't know this person's life. Yeah. I do not know. I know that like if people abuse their power and hurt other people, that's a bad thing and it should be called out and condemned. And hopefully those people try to make amends, but also I'm, I'm, I don't believe in capital punishment. I don't believe in, you know, I'm like, that's bad for me to have this sort of, hatred and vengeance well, kind and, of mentality about I, people. And I, so I have a hard time being like, fuck you. You can't earn a living anymore. Well, and I'm like, certainly there's some assholes that'll buy something from you. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> well, but okay. Trying Who to be just getting in the way, just yeah. being general, right? Because there are certain behaviors that <clears throat> are, are outed or are discovered that there are just monstrous in like putting those off the table of something that's redeemable, right? Like let's put off the table, like something that would send you to prison. Okay. Something like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby are off the table. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there's, and I don't want to get into specifics because I don't, but part of any kind of recovery process is admitting your faults, admitting what you've done wrong with the intention of like, yes, I'm bearing it out. I'm owning this. But the double edged part of that is like, you, in order for me as a person to move forward, I cannot be stuck in that spot for the rest of my life. Otherwise there's no moving forward. There's no change. There's no recovery. Right. So at some point I have to be given the ability to move past it. And if you're in a spotlight, you have to make all you're going to have is somebody come public, which is a strange thing (laughs) because you haven't necessarily done anything to the public, but the public is going to have an opinion about it. So then, and I think this is where, generalizing right conservative right-wing type people have the upper hand here because they just refuse to admit they've done anything wrong right. to get through it because if if the if you admit you've done something wrong and you you take ownership of it and the only repercussion is then you're just fucking destroyed or canceled or whatever the term is then what's your motivation to do that on a public scale Right. I mean, if it's diminishing returns and you don't want to lose your ability to, to, to work in whatever field you're in, the only option that we're leaving people, it feels like, is to just deny and move forward until people forget about it. Well, and, but, and people don't forget about it anymore. So you've just basically kind of fractured your audience or whatever. Well, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true because it seems like the outcome, whether you are like deny it or don't acknowledge it at all or do this like big admission like bearing it all out there and taking responsibility for it it seems like the outcome is essentially the same because mm. like potentially I mean, yeah you're right because I, I will get specific <laughs> um okay. 
Well, because I don't want to get bogged down in the details. That's the only reason right. I'm saying let's be not be specific. Right. And, and, but I'm just saying like there's a lot of people that have been like attention has been called to their behavior mm-hmm. and they get, you know, like there's like the mob, like pe- people mob them on like social media and stuff like that. They say they apologize. They're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then two well, months. Apology two, is different from an immense. Right? Sure. But it, then like two months later, they're just back working. They're back in another fucking movie. Like James Franco, Chris Hardwick, like, uh, is Chris Hardwick recovered? I don't believe he has. And I'm no, I'm not, he, he's, he got reinstated on the talking dead. Uh, nobody gives a shit about that show. It's like one of the highest rated shows on television. Is that right? Yeah. Oh my god. But, uh, well, but let's talk about the. Okay, this is my okay, point. This is, is I don't want to get like stuck into the details. Things. Like we don't. I don't know the specifics. Of, uh, all I know, I know of the like Chris outcome. Hardwick's thing was like his ex girlfriend. I mean, it didn't sound like he was a very gracious ex boyfriend and was probably using his power in a way that was not okay. But he didn't do anything that really hurt her. As far as I know, right? My understanding of it is, is he was kind of a manipulative asshole, but, but that's being a shitty boyfriend. Isn't something that deserves to have your entire, uh, uh, profession undermined, right? Like you should have a hard, hard time getting another person to hang out with you, but it didn't, from what I read about him. And again, this is why I'm afraid to go into detail because I don't, I'm not going to claim to have been aware of all the things but the only thing i was aware of was that she came out wrote an op-ed saying yeah he criticized my weight made me feel less than and was a controlling asshole and so because of this i couldn't get work and that's a leap to me like i'm I'm not sure that he had enough influence to control her ability to to earn it just sounds like an ex uh, somebody who's like yeah i'm pissed at you you're an asshole you've been an asshole the whole time and i'm gonna let everybody know what a fucking asshole you are and like the Aziz Ansari thing too, like people catch a whiff of them being somewhere pointed towards the bad side and they're just immediately pegged as the bad side. Yeah, but so, but my point is that what is different for them now? Like Chris Hardwick, still working. Aziz Ansari, still working. Louis C.K., still working. Yeah, Louis, Louis mean, is one that really gets under my skin. I mean, the he, other, he's still Aziz, selling out shows. You but know, Aziz, he's still but, allowed to work at the comedy but cellar. I, let's, like, let's look at Aziz versus Louis. Mm-hmm. Are they on the same level? No. That's my point. So why are we talking about them in even the same conversation? Because they're nowhere near the same level. But the whole but the whole idea is the minute that anything comes up, you're immediately ascribed to that level of shit. And you have right. is Aziz now gonna have to come up and come forward and be like, hey, nobody's paying close enough attention for him to explain. I, he because he did come out almost immediately after that that story came out and say, yeah, that wasn't cool. He he kind of owned his stuff. And again, I didn't pay close enough attention because when I first read it, I was like, this isn't even the person for whom this happened to. This is somebody taking a story they heard from that person, publishing it with the intent of taking Aziz down mm-hmm. or whatever they wanted to do with it, get clicks or, or I don't know. And I think it's, this is also part of the celebrity thing that bothers me yeah. because it's selective. Uh, it's, it's, it's not substantial. It's like, this is where the whole movement kind of gained traction because of our celebrity obsessed culture. And you got a couple big fish on the line. You got Harvey Weinstein, you got Bill Cosby, and then suddenly it starts going, but then it just becomes a tabloid thing. And it's like, we're dealing with a bunch of shit we don't know about. And we're hearing shit on online. We're hearing, you know, and nothing's that, being actually that, litigated. And we're all, there's so much of it coming at us that we pick and choose the people we I mean, want to be The Harvey Weinstein thing is literally condemn. just been litigated. Like it, like last yeah, that week. Hat, like right. those. But that was two years of everybody already having a final conclusion probably legitimately so like there's so many people sure. but because everything becomes I, I i fear that if everything just gets lumped in there shit that should be litigated shit that is very very dangerous yeah that stuff bill cosby stuff that gets it but, gets diluted by it right like stuff that doesn't deserve that much uh, 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 fanfare and attention gets upgraded and shit that shouldn't be downgraded just all becomes the same level so it's kind of not. It's kind of like treating all assault as equivalent to hard, you know, right. violent rape. Like if you've been violently raped and you hear somebody who had a shitty experience at a frat party claiming the exact same level of of uh, pain, that's gonna. I mean, that would drive me crazy. Like, yeah, you, you, what are you talking about? Like, I I had to go to the hospital for whatever. 
Yeah, well, but again, though, I I think you're I think you're probably right about that. But there, I also am not really familiar with any stories that are on the level, um, other than like Roman Polanski, mm. uh, or like Brett Ratner, or, or Brian Singer, Woody Allen, or Woody Allen. Um, like there, I mean, we talk about it like there's like all these like repercussions of it, but it, well, but I mean, like in but, actuality, but the higher it, level ones that need that repercussion they take time, right? Like it takes time mm -hmm. to litigate it for bad and worse, for good and bad. Yeah. And okay, back to the Aziz. If like, you can what? litigate it, but also we're not in a position to litigate these other ones. Like we yeah. don't, you know, you can get as much information as you possibly can about anything. Well, and really the only one I can find a lot of information about is the Woody Allen one. Yeah. And it's fishy. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't see how you can... Well, how we flatly, can. Right. How I can, as the public, be like, yeah, fuck that guy forever. Because yeah. it's it's wacky. If you, if but you I, actually but I mean, it. I've said fuck that guy forever for a lot less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> like well, I've said like fuck that guy for a lot for, less, but. No, I, I get. But if we don't know, then what? I mean, I guess that's that's your choice. I guess it's. You the, can it's, disregard. But it, well, it's not. But things it's aren't, not, things aren't always black and white is, is some of the problem right like right like i think right. that aziz one what, is, is a good example of that because because like you said so he still gets to work but he didn't ever really do anything i mean he was cocky he sounded like he was cocky and was leaning into his celebrity mm -hmm. and assuming that that was going to give him more sway with the ladies than it was mm -hmm. right that's not something that deserves to be canceled over or to lose work over right and he wasn't he but there's any time he comes up, he disappeared, and even For still, like he had he had a thing work. come out last year, and if you go, and he, he talked about it on mm -hmm. his special. Oh, did he? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. He even addressed watch it. it on stage, and that's better than that's Louis. Good. That's yeah. that's my problem with that's Louis he is do. he came out and has, as far as I know, done very little to acknowledge all of this shit, which to me really goes against the entire reason why I loved Louis. Yeah was because he would acknowledge all of his all the shit shitty things about you and talk yourself. about it. And <laughs> mm -hmm. like that to me was an opportunity for like resetting, like how people do get an opportunity to move forward through crappy behavior, right? Like mm -hmm. not directly facing it, not directly going in and saying, spending 25, 30 minutes on stage talking about like where he was in it, why he was feeling, I mean, he was, that's I don't know. To me, that's gross. I don't, I've never, it's never occurred to me to masturbate in front of somebody, especially not when they've asked, when they haven't asked me to, right? So all of that feels like very rich material for someone whose comedy is centered around weird, gross proclivities that he has and explain like where he was, where he's come since, how he feels about what the repercussions of that were for him and for those women mm -hmm. and for people in the world. Like I expected that was what was going to happen. Like when he, yeah. like I figured he'd disappear for a year or so and then come back and slowly start talking about it. And he didn't as far as I know. And that's why I'm, that's my problem with Louie, right? Like that he had the opportunity to lean into what made him famous and made him, a, you know, special in my heart to really elevate the entire conversation and he just sidestepped it per that right wing thing not that he's necessarily right wing but of just being like somebody somebody in his PR thing was like nope the way to deal with this is you just fucking you put in a, a simple statement step aside never acknowledge it again and just keep moving forward as though nothing's happened and I don't appreciate that no, neither do I, but it's working for him. Is it? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I got an email. the country. He's still doing stand-up comedy. Like, he lost work, sure. But if you, if you fuck around at your job, you're going to lose your job. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. people have been fired for so yeah, but, much less. Yeah, but it, it's celebrity it's is a It's different is a when, you're, when you're <laughs> essentially a contractor, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also, too, like, how I, I'm sure you could go and talk to a contractor that did a shitty job uh, like painting a house 
got a bad review on Yelp, and then other people are not going to want to hire that contractor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, and you're right. People are, he was already too high. I, I kind of get where you're going with that, right? Yeah. Cause, because cause there are people who aren't going to work with him, right? Like, right. There, but but then there's people that are. There's comedy clubs that are still hiring yeah. him. It's not. He's still going to get yeah. ten thousand dollars every weekend. But for the rest of his life. But let's look at. <laughs> you know? sure. But he, I don't believe that he he the 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 experience that those women have was shitty, mm-hmm. and they may or may not have had f- prolific careers had they not felt like undermined by him Mm -hmm. that's that's an unknown and that that sucks and that's the thing he should acknowledge he didn't tie them down he didn't do something physically to harm them like they didn't wind up like it it, i mean it, it sucks to have to like compare like but there are lots and lots of far more horrific things that could have taken place behind that closed door Mm -hmm. with him that absolutely should never ever be allowed again like he shouldn't be even walking around but masturbating in front of a couple of young groupies who he's again just being a fucking asshole because he knows he's celebrity enough that he can bring these women back and pretend that he doesn't register that the reason they're there is because he's louie not because they're attracted to him and because he's whatever the fuck it is in him that makes him think that that's appealing masturbating in front of them and then convincing himself right i this is the way it looks to me is like he's convinced himself that that was cool with them Mm-hmm. And then when they came out and were like, that wasn't cool. We haven't felt safe. We haven't felt safe to bring it up. Your PR people came after us when we did try and bring it up. So we just fucking gave up. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, I again, I would well, expect well, him to acknowledge, but I don't feel like that means that now he should never be allowed to be in the public eye again. Right? But it, but that's not what's happening. That, I, that's what I'm saying. Is he... he th- Short of him actually coming forward and explaining himself, that's the part that I don't like, and that's why, to me, I'm not going to give him any credence back. Right, He's never but, coming back to the same level for me what now I, because of that. But what I what I get hung up on is <clears throat> when people act like because people have a big portion of people have like disregarded him or wrote him off, uh-huh. that somehow that means that like his career's over, which yeah. is simply not the case. No, but like he's well, still he's still a working comedian, and like. Even like, uh, you know, like, uh, I mean, frankly, Bill Cosby, before he went to jail, he was still going Touring, on yeah. tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, Woody Allen's still making movies. But Pete, I think some of that is also just messaging, right? Like uh, uh, some of that is a chunk of the world, chunk of the audience, just they're not paying attention. No, right? totally. But but that's what I, but yeah. So it's like, like um, I just... I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's the moral compass. Like they've like, where's that person's moral compass, mm-hmm. right? Where is Louis's moral compass? And again, this goes to what you were just saying, mm-hmm. Tucker. Like I felt I knew him. I felt I understood him. I felt that's why I was certain. I was like, this is the way this guy should respond to this because that's who he is. Well, and also Louis denied it for a lot of years right. before he actually. And again, even, that's all of it. Like yeah. come out and yeah. just be like, this was me doing this shit. And Here's, I'm guessing it was all based in shame, sure. right? Like it's probably not yeah. so much like a nefarious thing as like, that's fucking disgusting and embarrassing. And I really want you to stop talking about it, please. Yeah. Here's what I, like I said, I don't <laughs> I like talking about specific ones. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't know. That's why I was and trying to like, be vague. Then but. it starts coming into like, whether I like their work or not. And mm. then I'm like, cause, cause that to me is what I care about. Like honestly, like I'm like mm. I don't know. Yeah, these that's people. true. Like Woody Allen know, movies, like, they're now tainted, right? Like I've watched Annie Hall last in the last year, and I was like, oh, you boy. see, but I knew about the Woody Allen thing when I first knew about Woody Allen, mm. and it had know. already kind of gone through the whole thing. And so you never knew that. his art without that awareness, or without awareness right. of that. Oh. And I knew that it had been like, you know, I mean, I can't go into this but I don't want to anyway but Woody Allen was a huge thing for me as a, a young person yeah. like his movies were huge and like he was my favorite forever and um, so I, I still watch Woody Allen movies I like oh, whatever but uh, <laughs> give a shit <laughs> <I'm> gonna, <laughs> whatever um, the Louis CK thing is is that and Louis was like 1997 I taped a half-hour comedy special of his. It's oh, yeah. like the first time I ever heard of him, mm-hmm. and I played that for everybody. 
because it was like exactly my sense of humor at that time. Mm -hmm. And it was much more abstract and weird yeah. and stuff. And I was playing it for everybody. I was like, this is my favorite comedian. He's the best. And then time went on and, and it seemed like every special was like, oh, he's kind of like developing like along with my thoughts yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, and he's tapping into stuff and he's saying stuff that I think, but you never say it, you know, but he's saying it in a way that I'm like, Oh. And so I was like, you know, but also, and it was that honesty or that feeling of honesty and mm -hmm. that feeling of kind of like, um, unselfconsciousness about it just being like, this is how I am, you know, that when I heard about that stuff and it was late, much later that I heard about it because you know, I'm not was involved in that world or anything. So I don't know, but I know those rumors were going around forever in the comedy scene. Mm -hmm. But um, when I heard about it, I wasn't necessarily um, surprised by the the action. I was like, ah, eh, that seems like a appropriate fetish for him. Um, <laughs> and then it was like the oh. He asked permission and they did, but it was a power dynamic problem. Are we still and talking about Louis? doing that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And then it found out, and then I heard like, okay, he did it as the head writer on the Chris Rock show mm -hmm. to someone on his staff. I was like, okay, that's fucked up. Can't do that, obviously. Um, but also I'm like, you know, someone should deal with that. And then I heard like, and then when it finally comes out and it breaks and it's a big story suddenly, and then it's like, all of this happened over 10 years ago yeah, before and it apparently he stopped yeah. but that was also the time when he's going through his divorce and shit and he's obviously fucked up and got you know and so I'm like do I allow someone some grace for a shitty time if they make amends yeah obviously that's um, where that's where my disappointment with him comes because no. that's where or I would I expected him to do that I, yeah. I think or I think would, would expect him to do and that I didn't if, think that his apology letter which mm -hmm. it was a letter I didn't think it probably didn't go far enough but I didn't think it was <laughs> thoughtless or callous or anything and so I was it but it was one statement disappear and then it, it didn't feel like an amends it Again, it just felt like he was just trying to end it, end right. the conversation, and that's not what an amends is, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think everybody should be al allowed a certain amount of grace, mm -hmm. like I don't, and like compassion and empathy, and you know, like everybody, everybody's fucked up. Everybody do has done, especially comics, right? Yeah, yeah, everybody's done shitty things, and everybody's hurt people. Like you hurt people just like in your day to day life all the time without yeah. even probably realizing it, and you might say things that are like offhanded or callous or uh uh like punching down or whatever you know whatever it is like everybody is not going to be thoughtful all the time and not be like you know like yeah there's a i'm i'm, I'm an asshole i can be an asshole all the time sure. so but sure you are <laughs> okay <laughs> please don't, settle down settle please down. don't agree so readily the next time i call myself an asshole please oh, yeah brett can be an asshole yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 100 uh -huh. uh -huh. percent uh -huh. me uh-huh 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 i'm nice i'm go, always yeah, nice go on. <laughs> um, but yeah i do i do think a lot of it has to do with just what the response is yeah. and i think I mean, almost all of it does. the response True. in relation to what, what the, the crime thing is. is yeah if yeah. it's uh, yeah, raped yeah, 50 yeah. women yeah, There's probably not an apology that's going to cover no, that. There's no amends yeah. for that that's, yeah. that gets you back out of... Right. I mean, you... I would still... You could still potentially, like... Or raped one woman. Let's, let's go <laughs> yeah, back. Frankly, yeah. I was just yeah. referencing something specific. <laughs> <laughs> but You were talking but, about the guy from the Con Air. But, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, because, so, like, for example, Aziz Ansari, mm -hmm. he... There was a an indiscretion, uh, and he like copped to it, and it seemed like he even copped to it like in the moment, like when the woman in question had like confronted him about it, yeah, uh, and like then went on to like publicly acknowledge it in a way that seemed uh, like mature and like something he had like thought about and mm -hmm. something he wanted to like. Well, because that was also his brand, right? Like, yeah, he's yeah. kind of. It was also just that. verging on a bad date. I yeah. mean, I don't think it like, wasn't even verging. That's all it sounded like. That's to me. what it sounded but like. But also, and it the, actually didn't sound like she had that bad a time. She just didn't appreciate the way he ended it. The two, but the the my two <laughs> shining examples. Number one, uh, Dan Harmon, 
if you guys heard about that when he was uh, oh yes 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 uh the head His writer of community. Thing. yeah, yeah. That was great. so megan gans is a comedian writer uh-huh. she's a writer for it's always sunny in philadelphia so uh i love i love her <laughs> uh she's the oh, best yeah. and she was a writer on community and she had uh dan Harmon was like in like obsessed with her while oh, she was a writer okay um and she like brought it up on twitter or something like that like kind of like offhandedly or whatever and he uh first was like kind of like dismissed it or yeah. something didn't really acknowledge it or said like i'm sorry but not in like a very sincere way and she was like i don't accept your apology yeah <laughs> and then on his podcast he went on like a he talked about it for like 15, 20 yeah, minutes, something, something like that. 10, 15, 20 minutes or something. But like really went over it like in detail, like going over all of the things that he fucking did wrong. And it was like a, a basically like he was her boss and he was treating her poorly in the work environment because uh, he had power over. <clears throat> and he had like the there was like an, un, an yeah. imbalanced power dynamic. He had a crush on her. He had a girlfriend and made her uncomfortable. He didn't seem to acknowledge it. Um, and then when she did try to like, like turn him down, he, you know, wasn't cool about it. Right. And was coming to work a wreck and all, all this stuff. And, but he really like seemed to confront it in like, yeah, it was a really like eloquent and kind of moving. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what like, I was, yeah, he's really, the, the, that was very, what I was. Yeah. Yes. And then the other one, Louis would do. the other one is probably more surprising, but it is Dr. Dre. Hmm. What? Because Do, Dr. Dre, well, around the time Straight Out of Compton came out, right? Um, there was a lot of controversy surrounding it because it didn't acknowledge <sighs> oh, yeah. his uh, abu- abusive past with women. Yeah, like his ex-wife uh, had experienced abuse. He had like punched a uh, yeah, a, a journalist yeah. at one point. Yeah, they just completely whitewashed that entire thing. Yes, but Dr. Dre came out afterwards and came came out and was like yeah like i was a bad person yeah i did shitty things and i am trying every day from that point onward to be a better person like i want to be a better person that's not something i look back on and think that i it was okay that i did that that. that's what i would hope people have the feel safe doing and it doesn't surprise me that dr dre would be somebody with the i don't know what the moxie to be like I'm going to be able to weather this, right? Like I'm going to stand up and, ex- you know, cause that, that's fucking inexcusable behavior. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and being able to be, but it also, I mean, he was a rapper, right? Like that was the whole image of that whole genre yeah, but, in general. And, right. It's and then just you look fucking, at somebody like Sean Penn, who right. like is also an abusive asshole and right. people are still just like, whatever, <laughs> you know, but he's also staying out of the limelight, right? Like, I'm pretty sure if he were to try and, I mean, he hasn't tried to be a movie star in a while. Right? Like yeah, but last, all that was like pre-milk. Oh, but uh, what was he doing? What did he do? He punched. He there was pretty. Well, I don't know. That's the I other thing is and, I don't know what it is. There was allegations had like a that that volatile they were relationship. they had volatile, but there's also psycho I mean, psychosexual for lack of a better word right, right that she also called him also the love of her life like 10 years ago so right well I don't let's, know what let's, that relationship let's talk about is. how about re, <laughs> you know what i mean how about rihanna like, and chris brown I, right like like that's something we have a police record of but there's also after all that stuff happens rihanna cuts that single about basically being into you know violent sex right like from yeah, the outside, I don't know. If you violent what, sex and you have violent sex, you don't take pictures of it and be unless, like, unless you hey, unless you've crossed show. unless you've crossed a line that you guys acknowledged as being a line. Like the, sure. it becomes a muddier scene. That's true. And the fact that she keeps texting him back, <laughs> I guess I she's know. Rihanna. She's fucking Rihanna. She yeah. she's fucking Rihanna, right? Like there's no part of her that's like, uh, I, I I I can't do any better than fucking Chris Brown. She's fucking Rihanna, right? right. Like something about that. Again, this goes to like, we just don't know what's going on behind closed doors, right? We just know what happens in the end. Well, but that's why, but that's why it can all be true. Like you it can, can, you it can, can all be can true. Believe, you can believe everything she's saying while still allowing yeah, room, and, and I'm not saying room that, for compassion. I'm, for the, I'm not saying it to sure. say that like, we don't understand. Like I, 
Chris Brown appears to be unstable, right? Like yeah. there's there's a reason why he just kept winding up mm-hmm. back in jail. I, I don't know where. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because you don't know, right? Like back to Sean Penn. All we know is like kind of allegations and you saw at some point where he actually punched a couple of photographers. Mm-hmm. But thinking back on that, you know, if you were being chased by photographers all the time and, you know, you think you're a tough guy, it, it's not surprising that you just turn around and punch the guy at some point because just like, fuck you. So, yeah, it's but not, it's not excusable, but it's also not. It's not out of character. I mean, in fact, Dr. Dre like, punch, no. pushed somebody downstairs, right? Like all that stuff is like it's in your character, your persona. And again, and, I don't think any of it's excusable. I'm just none like, of it I don't is. know yeah, how much yeah, of it right. plays into how I feel about them as <laughs> what they do. You know, well, and like, a I don't lot know of what this has to do. Knowing with, too much uh, about them, right? Like right, you don't, I don't think don't like movie know. stars back in the fifties weren't doing this shit. We just didn't know. No, that's why horrible. we read biographies yeah. and we're yeah. like, Whoa, yeah. look at this. Oh yeah. Like I can oh, never watch anything again now by today's standards. I mean, pretty much everybody in a hair metal band is a monster. Oh my god. And that's what and you also got to take that into consideration like these are huge cultural influences yeah. like in the 80s especially because that was yeah. the rock stars like that yeah. was the promise of yeah. being a rock star yeah. you, just was got to you get do all whatever. the girls you and they'll do anything you want, you, want yeah. you know but and that's like there's people that like you know your dick starts thinking for you if you get that kind of yeah you know well you know, maybe maybe Louis could have been a lot worse. <laughs> no, that's kind of where I was going earlier too. It's like There's he could have been a much like, bigger monster than he was. I mean, he's still an insecure fucking weirdo. Because right? I feel like there's got to be that at play. There's got to be some of that like, oh, I'm famous now. I can finally yeah. get laid because I'm an ugly for fucking sure, guy. For sure, that guy. <laughs> that for sure, Louis. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but I think back to like your initial thing that you brought, you said at the beginning that kind of sent us down this rabbit hole. I was not planning on talking about this at yeah. I, I know. Well, that's I what I was going to say. About this. Well, <laughs> but I think what you were referencing was more the cynical use of showing someone taking steps at recovery as a way to clean up their sure. image, right? And and that isn't cool, right? Like people, and I feel like that's not new either, right? People were going to to rehab centers forever in the '80s as a way to clean up their image, right? And some of that was just legal, yeah. so that they could we'll go just and send you to rehab for a couple months; it'll all go away. Well, and that was so yeah. that that was pragmatic, right? Then then their yeah. their agents can then say, no, they're a reliable person; you can hire them, right? And it was it, it was for that purpose, and then it's become also a way to get them good graces with the public or at least I assume that's the image that you're getting from it because I as I'm saying that I don't know of any real reference that that fits that I don't yeah other than presented that way in a movie right like as a caricature of somebody coming and going from rehab centers the only thing about it that feels a little the Ben Affleck thing Mm -hmm. that would feel a little cynical to me is that they're you know they're obviously using his real life experience to push a product well but he wrote a movie that's based on that did he write it yeah that's his movie have you have you seen the the, okay that's I meant to ask okay so what did you think of that trailer Um, or what did you think of the movie based on the trailer uh I it it didn't impress me no okay it kind of looked um, uh yeah what do you think well it's not remember the titans so (laughs) No, it's more like Hoosiers. But what do you think of the movie? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't really have any thoughts on. No. That. Okay. And what? Well, I'm sorry. What did you, Tucker? I mean, it felt. I don't know. I think all those movies, like uh, Glory Road and stuff, like basketball movies in general, oh, okay, kind okay. of feel kind of. So you don't give a shit about it because of the basketball. To me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It looks like something I've seen a million times. See, and to so me, like, eh. it, it fucking hit me to my core. Like just seeing mm. his face, I was just like, holy. Fuck. Yeah. And I, I'm going to see it, right? Like, part of me is like, I'm, I'm watching this movie, right? Like, I feel him. So, I, well, that's why I wanted to. leaning the, into the right thing for selling it. Well, because yeah, if, if, if that's what like, they're talking about. Well, but if it's aimed at people in recovery, that's, it's still not a huge audience. Right? <laughs> Are you sure? Well, the there's a lot of people. Tens of thousands there's, of dollars. There's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's millions of alcoholics and right. hundreds of thousands of people who are air quotes in recovery right. but like i feel it because like even just his face i'm like i feel all of your pain yeah. man i i know where you're what do you think at. of flight i love flight i did, did a you? podcast in, in my fun and sobriety like we were movie reviews of that i mean that movie what oh i have a movie to nominate for okay because i i, I am 
I'm gearing up for a second round of that, but as I realize that I'm doing so many goddamn Keanu movies, I don't know uh, that I'm gonna have time for it for a while. Have you seen uh, The Monster? No. With Zoe Kazan. Oh yes, it's yes, directed by Brian Bertino. Uh, it it's a monster movie. But the monster is 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 alcohol inside of him. <laughs> it's the monster pretty, that comes pretty, monsters out. Monsters, pretty much, yeah. It's the Mister Hyde. It's like a mother daughter, and the mother is an alcoholic, and she's driving her daughter to go live with her dad. And oh, while they're fuck. there, they get attacked by a monster. <laughs> while they're on, on the road, on the road yeah. to the the, mo- the dad's house, they get attacked by a monster. Oh, so it's like the Babadook. Yeah, but with alcoholism. Yeah, oh, far out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was watching it the other night, and I was like, "Oh, I get, I see this movie. Yeah, I get, I get what you're doing." No, <laughs> I, I, I nominated Flight Clever. for that for that series because I when the when I saw it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like that ending sequence where he gives up his whole fucking facade and just admits what he's done and admits where he is and just faces the consequences. That's one of the purest representations of of a first step on a film mm-hmm. for sure that's nice. i was just like i love this people seem to not love that movie very much i thought it was fine i mean as a movie it was enjoyable too but that Ugh. story arc his character his characterization of somebody finding humility after all of the shit and because in that moment he is given the opportunity to stick to his story and move forward and never have to deal with any of the wreckage and he chooses to face his face his demons and and face all the consequences so I, I like that, and it's Denzel, so he does a really good job right. of it. Especially because I don't think Denzel has any real he can, issue. Like, fight back those tears. <laughs> no, but I mean, get that look on his well, face. It, but it's one thing to be an actor mm-hmm. who's in recovery or has experience with oh, it right. and, and doing that, and I don't think he does, and he still hits those in in a way that it's entirely believable right. to me. So he's a good. Actor. He might. Who knows? He may. I don't think he does though, because I I I I. I Delved into that Den- or, uh, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time. Period. Podcast. And so oh yeah. I went through a, a pretty deep Denzel rabbit hole with huh. that, and I don't. I don't think he does. He's just a very pious religious man. Which uh, is, okay. Yeah, it's kind of downsides on that. Too. Yeah. Strange. Have you guys? Strange. Wa- <laughs> have you guys watched those uh, Hollywood Reporter actors roundtables at all? Um, uh, not. I watched a couple years ago. I watched some. No, I haven't. Not recently. Oh, they've just been popping up a bunch on YouTube for me. Yeah. Like my, uh, the I spend a lot of time on YouTube. So. Oh, I spent way too much time on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I've come on YouTube and back quite a bit lately. Have you? Uh, well, they're good. Denzel Washington was on one recent, on one he's, from, he's, from however long ago. He's a damn good actor. He's a damn good. It was Denzel Washington and, uh, Barry Jenkins, I think. And, uh, uh, the guy, Damien Chazelle. Ooh. Who's Damien Chazelle? What was Denzel doing there? Is yeah. it a director's? No. Oh, yeah. He directed Fences that year, probably. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's probably the director's yeah. round table. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then Mel Gibson was there, too. Oh, yeah. For, for Hacksaw Ridge. Ridge. Oh, my gosh. Did yeah. you guys see that movie? No. Terrible movie. No. That, that movie was laughable. So dumb. Yeah. That. <sighs> Did you see A Hidden Life? Terrence Malick movie that was just out. Uh, That's another conscientious No, I did not watch it. I just, oh boy, I couldn't bring myself. That's the one with, um, with, uh, um, shit, what's her name? Oh, no, 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 no. Hidden Life. No, no, no. No, even the, 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 uh, uh, trailers for that were making me ill. Like the, the, the obsequious use of the, of up angle was driving me Uh, fucking batshit. So I was like, I don't think I can handle a whole two hours of this because it's already, it's already making me nauseous, uh, right? And it's so... It really, it really got me. The camera angle or the but film? Because it seems... The film, well, it's not that... There's a lot of camera angles. Is it? He has a moving camera. Camera moves around a lot in but if you watch that, movies. But if you watch that trailer... <laughs> it's constantly moving. It's, but the trailer's constantly at uh, that... D- at that down. D- uh, downward up, looking up. up. Yeah. yeah, and that... Downward facing uh, dog. To me, I made noticed. me like... I feel like he's leaning into that way too much, yeah. and somebody should have noticed that with the with the trailer. If that's right. not c- the way the whole film is, then they should have somebody should yeah. have like taken a note of like yeah, throw in some, pepper in some different perspectives. I mean, there's people that <clears throat> don't like Terrence Malick, and that's fine. Um, I don't think I have when an he's of uh, I'm not aware when of he's enough. firing for me, like uh-huh. when it's working for me. I like nothing more. Okay, than a Terrence Malick movie. Name them. Um, Name some. Badlands, Days of Heaven, The Thin Red Line, The New World, The Tree of Life. Okay. 
Yeah. And then he made these weird movies that no one likes. But, uh, <laughs> and then and he did, but he did the, the ones you just named. Badlands okay. is fucking amazing for yeah. anybody. I think okay. anybody should see Badlands with Martin Sheen, Sissy Spacek, 1974. Okay. okay. And then Days of Heaven's great with Richard Gere and um, yeah, Sam Shepard. Only one I've seen is Red Line. And that was 78. Yeah. And then he didn't make another movie until Thin Red Line okay. 20 years later. Yeah. Anyway, Hidden Life. Uh, is about an Austrian guy right. who refuses to pledge allegiance to Hitler, yeah. even though he has to serve and yeah. everything. But so he gets put in prison, right? And they're basically like, you have to swear allegiance to Hitler. Yeah, and it's them breaking him. It's just <laughs> them breaking him, right? Yeah, him. and so it's the it's a uh, you know he has to make this choice between abandoning his family or abandoning everything he believes in. Right. And so, it, and there was like certain times in that movie where I was like, <laughs> like that, but it was really like the ride home. I fucking fell Did apart. You okay. I just lost yeah. it. I, I knew oh also that God. that would hit me. Cause I was just like, I don't, I can't, this is going to be heavy as fuck. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, wasn't that but, also kind of more or less the plot of that Scorsese movie that came out? Like from a couple years ago, where with like Scorsese. Liam Neeson, Silence. Yeah, no, what? it's not the plot of it, but that's a great fucking movie. No, but isn't Silence was about like uh, them having to like, weren't they trying like trying to force them to like renounce their religion or something like yeah, that? Yeah, was these Jesuit priests and like, yeah, ancient. So China pretty much the same or... thing, right? It's like you know, trying to make them do the thing that they don't want to do. It's about integrity, right? It's kind about of, like yeah. maintaining your own personal morals and yeah, integrity. Yeah, but that's also about, like, that's got a lot of, like, really heavy religious implications. Silenced and, it? I didn't yeah, see sure. It. It's about uh, faith right. and about, like, what it what it means. Right. And um, it's been a while since I saw it. I, I didn't even know that existed. I fucking love that movie, though. Silence? And, yeah. I don't hmm. I have too many Keanu movies to watch. Um, Someday I'll catch up on these good movies. Got to watch Johnny Mnemonic. But you know, got to watch you know Devil's me. Advocate coming up. <laughs> Taylor Hackford directed that. I just found out. The Devil's Advocate? Yeah. Who's Taylor Hackford? I don't know. Hackford. I don't know either. Oh, okay, great. No, he did like um he's done some stuff. I can't remember now. <laughs> well, you guys I'm getting old. I can't remember anything. We solved me too. We did that. <laughs> Can we do this podcast over? Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, that was great. I'm afraid I'm going to get canceled. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I think it's okay to have a lot of different feelings about it. I, that's what I, I feel think. like the last, yeah. the, I don't the think last black man cool in, with that. That's what the last black man in San Francisco is. That's one of the messages from that film, right? That's a that's, good movie, right? And in, in during the play up in the in the attic, that's the whole theme. He's that he's just like, we're people are more than one thing. Right, like yeah. we're, we're we're more than one thing. Like we can't be defined by our worst actions, and we can't be defined by our best actions. Yeah, I I agree with that. But also, where it gets I, it, incredibly it, muddy, as is long as you're in this little bandwidth of acceptable behavior, or you know, behaviors but, that are borderline. But but also, th- I think because women have been mm-hmm. subjugated and ignored for so long mm-hmm. that. Now, like giving them the voice to do that and to acknowledge what they're saying and right. to believe them yeah. is more important to me and I think to a lot of people than the redemption of another white dude. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to disagree <laughs> with that. And, and anytime that kind of stuff comes up, I mean, for my festivals, I've had to I've had to be basically your in festivals that. ooh mr <laughs> mr <laughs> showbiz <laughs> no I've, I've had to make that call and my call is mm-hmm. always always on the side of the person of, of well it's <laughs> it's always been women uh, giving me information about other men right and my default is always all right i believe you i'm i'm trusting that what you're saying is coming from reality and mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go with it but i mm-hmm. also in every situation have made time to talk to the dude about it. Like I'm not, I don't just, you know, mm-hmm. cut off communication and block him on Twitter or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, and I'm st- not so, and I'm not so worried about individual, mm-hmm. like the, the, the public forgiving individual people. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it's this, the, this kind of, uh, I see, and it's, it's social media. I know. And I don't, mm-hmm. I know that's probably not an accurate representation of people's, Mm-hmm. What how people really feel I don't yeah. know but there's so much just uh, v- hatred and you know I, I, 
I just don't feel it's it's healthy. Yeah. Uh, in that way, like I'm, I am a uh, for my own soul. I'm, I have to forgive people. I'm, yeah. I'm not a Christian. No, I'm not a Christian either. But that's that. no, but that's that's how I live. I can't carry that kind of no anger around at people, especially people I don't know. That's no, my whole thing, I, and I, I don't know where they no, get so riled up. Left the door open, and now he's um, talking very loudly in the hallway. That's a brilliant. Um, um, had something else I was gonna say, but it's probably stupid anyway. No, I I completely I I agree with that right there. I mean, I I in my own personal life, I've had experience where it would be acceptable. It would be uh, uh, understood as a, a reasonable response to have held hatred in my heart in a way that I just can't do it. And yeah. so the takeaway was like, I had to choose to be, I knew that I couldn't live with the anger that was sitting inside of me. Yeah. And so I had to let that go. And a part of that has been eating shit or at least the appearance of eating shit more than is inside of me. Um, and that's entirely because I just can't live with that. Right. Right. Yeah. I can tell you why. And this is like, because someone I don't know again, but it's for like, I lost two friends, uh, when I was 16 years old, two of my friends were murdered and, what? We, yeah, they were strangled and Whoa. left in the woods Holy and shit. found two weeks later. And then um, <laughs> they never found anybody. And this went on forever. And I had, and honestly, like some people would be like, uh, you know, people would ask me about it, about the person that did. And I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I was like, honestly, I don't think about it. Like who, like, like who, who do actually, you think did it? Right. And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. Someone, they, it was on the coast. So that, you know, they just got picked up one yeah. night and killed. And anyway, then like eight years ago, probably, uh, they said, Hey, we think, you know, there was a, a news story. Mm-hmm. I was like uh, connecting the serial killer to these murders. And it's some guy that had been murdering people. Since right. the seventies, I guess, like up and down, and uh, he six it's like six months after he killed them in Newport, Oregon, uh, he abducted someone else, some other girl, and he had her up in an above like a second floor of something, and she was naked and tied to a bed or something, or chained or something, and he went out to do something, get something, and she got loose and jumped out the window. And they got the cops right when he was getting back. The cops got there and they got him. This was six months after they killed. And then it's like 15, 20 years later go by that I hear about it, that they connect him (laughs) to this. And, uh, and, um, yeah, so they got him then. But anyway, so I'm looking at this article and I'm like, oh, and, and I'm like, whoa, I click on it and there's the fucker's face. Right. And like suddenly there's this piece of the puzzle that was never there that's been filled in. And it was devastating because it was like, that's what they saw. That's the last person they saw. That's Mm. the last face they saw because he strangled them to death. (laughs) And I'm like, so, but I still don't have, and he had died in the meantime, he died of cancer in prison. Okay. So he had been dead since like 2006 or something. And, um, but I was still like, you know, I was, I never had that feeling of like, that, you know, yeah, you find this guy and fucking kill him and make yeah. him suffer. Like, I just don't have that like vengeance in yeah. me. Like I want people held accountable. I want mm-hmm. people to get better. I want people to yeah. recover if possible. And I think that we should foster that as much as possible. Hi. That's where I'm coming from with it. I don't make, page, man. I don't want to make any apologies for any shitty behavior. Hi. <laughs> all, but all, that's is it. This or is this eavesdrop? It's eavesdrop, but we're about to wrap up. Yeah, we're, we're almost done. Just yeah. fucking relax. We're almost done. Okay. Bye. All I have to say to that, Tucker, no. is how the fuck did you not bring that up during the fucking River's Edge episode? What I know. I thought about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy. 
I wish yeah. I would. I want to dive into that so much, but yeah. we have to. We yeah, you bring have that to wrap up, up on the way out. Yeah. Way to go. Sorry, I've been living with it since the mid '90s. So yeah. it's, kind it's of also not probably not a whole the tip lot of my left. tongue all the time. <laughs> <laughs> also, not like the first. Oh there's not. There's a, a whole rich. And it was wow. still weird bringing it up at all because yeah. it's like well, you know what happened to me. <laughs> Didn't happen to me. <laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, well. That was what an interesting episode of this show. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, um, you're gonna uh, ADR the uh, uh, the boing and like zing yeah. noises later, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, That'd be great. all right. Uh, do uh, thanks, Tucker, for being here. Thank you for having me, Dylan. Thanks for sticking around. Huh? Oh yeah, you bet. Uh, you guys are great. I cherish you. Um, I worship you. you. I worship you. Oh. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the cut of your jib. <laughs> You're a good guy. Oh my God. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, listen to We Do Keanu as well. Listen to Fun and Sobriety. Oh, yeah. Um, and do all that other podcast stuff. And uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.